talking about the people at Corinth, and this fits very well uh, in this Sunday morning service where we celebrate or, and commemorate and remember the Lord's Supper, the Lord's death. I, I want you to just think back. A couple Sundays ago, I talked about some of the context and background to, to 2 Corinthians, but it, it fits to 1 Corinthians. Like these were some of the people, uh, Paul has ministered to them a lot, and, but they're, uh, they're a messy group of people. They, uh, earlier in, in 1 Corinthians, he said, he gives this list of some really bad sins. Thieves and uh, immoral and many other things. And he said, such were you. This is who you used to be. And they were wrestling with a lot of different things in the church. If you notice uh, earlier uh, in chapter 10, uh, he talks about how they're not being able to get along and he's teaching them. He's saying, but what you need to do is you need to think about who you're serving and you need to be able to surrender your rights to each other. And then uh, right previous to the passage in, in 1 Corinthians here, he talks about when they get together for church. He says, uh, but, as the following, but in the following instructions, I do not command you, in verse 17, commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. He said, you guys are fighting, and you're not getting along. And, and there's uh, some things there. He said, don't, some of you, when you get together, you, you drink too much, and you eat too much, and, and actually you, you flaunt your wealth. The bigger issue is that they were flaunting their wealth, and there are poor people in their midst who had nothing. And, and then he said, and then right in the middle of this, and, and then it, let's just go on. He talks about spiritual gifts in chapter 12 and chapter 13. He says, but there is a better way, and that way is to love. That's a much better way, is to show love for each other, pursue love, because it will never end. I, I thought about that in the... Uh, song that they were singing, I, I just, earlier this week when I was preparing, working on some of this, uh, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, uh, verse 8 says, love never ends. Do you ever stop and think about that? How much is ever or never? Love never ends. It does not end. And so when we show love, that stays. That is one of the permanent things of life, is love. And he's, he's encouraging them to show that love when they gather together. So, in, in the middle of that, in, verse, in chapter not, uh, 11, verse 23, is where we want to uh, look a little bit about, about this. Now, again, that helps us understand the background, but this is delivered to, to us today. This is Paul speaking. He says, for I, for I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I've been thinking about uh, this passage and, and thinking about the fact that for uh, 2,000 years, 2000, right at 2,000 years, the people of Jesus' 
the way of Jesus since, uh, since the time of Christ, people have been celebrating or commemorating the Lord's Supper. Now, some do it differently. Uh, some have uh, bigger services around it. Some have, some have it every week. Some have it every time they gather. Some do it once a year. Uh, and and I, I think those are important questions for us to entertain. But the, I think the bigger question that we should think about is why do we do it? Why do we do it? Why have we done it throughout history as God's people? And why are we doing it this morning? Why do we actually do the things that we do this morning? Why do we take uh, a little wafer and a little cup of juice? And why do we do that? Uh, that we do other things, and uh, this has traditionally been a part of church history, but we, we give alms. On, on, and, and for our tradition, it's particularly on Communion Sunday morning. We give alms. We also uh, wash feet. Now, we're going to do something a little different today with that, but we wash feet. Why do we do those things? And how, what is the commonality in all those things? Uh, as we partake in the Lord's Supper, and as we... By the way, it has traditionally been called the Lord's Supper. If you look in history, the term that is used most often is the Lord's Supper. Uh, Communion, for most churches and most groups over the that has meant the service. But when we partake of the emblems, the emblems are the the uh, the juice and the wafer which is in here. When when we partake of the emblems, we call that the Lord's Supper, and it's because it's because Jesus instituted when he celebrated Passover. Now, what do you what do you remember about the Old Testament? What does Passover reflect? I'm going to help me out. What happened at Passover? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. Excellent. Bible scholar here. So when the, when the angel, the, the death angel in this case, it's, it's when the children of Israel are leaving Egypt. Remember that? And, and, and they come up with this, uh, Pharaoh doesn't listen. And so what happens is, Moses says, finally he says, okay, so if he, does, if he doesn't listen, uh, or God says through Moses, we're, we're really going to get his attention. And he tells the children of Israel, now kill a lamb, a perfect lamb, and uh, that lamb, take the blood of the lamb and put it around, and you eat the meal ready to move. Eat it standing up, ready to move. And you get ready to go, because you're going to go. And that night the angel comes through, and when he sees the blood... He passes over that house where there is no blood. <coughs> Excuse me. The firstborn dies. Firstborn of that house. It says the next morning there was wailing as people woke up to find their firstborns dead. Imagine that. I'm the first. When I was a little kid, I, I'd hear this story and I'd think, I'm the firstborn. Like, I wonder what the firstborn child did that night in, in, in Jewish families. Dad, did we get it on there right? Dad, is it, is it for sure on there? Uh, is, is it there, Dad? And it was such a beautiful picture because instead of the firstborn of the children of Israel dying, the firstborn of God comes and dies 
in their place. And, and don't get confused. Uh, the Bible is chronological, but with God, there is no time. And so the death of Jesus is as present when Passover happens as it is today. I don't understand that, and you don't either. Your brain isn't big enough for that. Our brains aren't big enough for that. But the death of Jesus satisfies Passover. And, and think about what Jesus might have felt that evening as he's celebrating Passover with his disciples uh, several thousand years later as he's in that upper room celebrating with his disciples. And he said, every time you do this, it, it, bring the memory of my death. And they, they don't understand it, but he does. And he knows what is going to happen. I, I've just been thinking about all that, and that's, that's why we do this. It says here, Jesus spoke to Paul and said, The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. So when we, uh, and then he says, Do this in remembrance of me. So one of the goals, one of the calls of the Scriptures about why we're doing what we're doing this morning is to remember Jesus' death. Jesus delivering us. Jesus saving us. Jesus bringing healing to our world. I was, I was thinking about that and said, well, why do we wash feet? Well, it's the same way. Same reason why we give money in alms and wash feet. It's the very same reason. Because Jesus did that for us. Jesus gave the ultimate. It should be no problem for us to give a bit of ours. The joy of giving is not in the amount. The joy of giving is doing it because you love Jesus. I was thinking about feet washing as well, and I was thinking about, oh, when I... When Jesus knelt down, I often think about this. Here, here are people that are going to betray him. And Judas is not the only one who betrays him, by the way. Um, I, we're so harsh on Peter because Peter vocally said it. But outside of John, we're not sure if any of the others were even there anymore. And yet, Jesus kneels down knowing this is about to happen. He kneels down in front of those men and washes their feet. Like that is the epitome of love. To do that. So it's a celebration. Or it's a remembrance of the love of Christ. Which is expressed in Jesus dying for us. It is also a celebration of our togetherness as a body. Now, there are times when we disagree. There are times when uh, things look like a mess in the kingdom of Jesus, in the church of Christ. But Paul is quite clear to them saying, when you celebrate this, you're coming back to the roots. You're coming back and saying, the thing that binds us together is, is the love of Christ. Love never ends. 
The thing that binds Christianity together, the only true thing that can bind a church together is the love of Jesus. It's not uh, complicated. It's not complicated at all. It's love. It's the love of Jesus. I want us to just look at the passage now in 1 Corinthians and, and pull out a couple things as we, as we think about actually doing this. It says, For I received uh, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Now when we do this, and I'm going to show you how to do this now, so follow the instructions. There are two parts to these sealed cups. Um, the first part, uh, peel the little white or the little clear wrapper away and pull the wafer out. The wafer's in there, so when you come up and do that, uh, that's your instructions, if you can remember till you come up. Now, it, I, we're going to look at this wafer. Is this literally the body of Jesus? Like, does this have DNA, the DNA of Jesus in it? Hmm, it doesn't. Uh, you know, there are some Christians, and let, let's not judge them, who think that when, when we pray over this, there's something that happens, and it turns into the body of, of Jesus. And uh, we may dis, I, I disagree with that. This doesn't have the DNA of Jesus in it. But it does have some kind of... We've often said that, well, this is just a symbol. And it is a symbol. It is a remembrance. But it's much bigger than that because when we partake in this, we're saying, I am part of the body of Jesus. The act of doing it. It's not the bread that's ma- that conveys grace. It's the act of doing it. Because when we do it, we are saying, I belong to the body of Jesus. I belong to this body. I belong to these brothers and sisters. So, this is simply, and I'm not sure what the uh, makeup is of this wafer. It isn't, um, it probably has some kind of grain in it. But, and the grain, you could trace it back to the individual grain if you had the capabilities. And each of those individual grains is broken up and crumbled and then put back together. And in, in, in many ways, that is a picture of what the church is. It's these broken people who had no business being called righteous. But because of Jesus, we can be called His children. And He brings that brokenness together and binds it together into a beautiful thing. So when we do this today, we're commemorating. Commemorating may remembering. Remembering the body, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus. But even more, uh, just as much, let's say it this, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus, but also rep- remembering that he lives in us. It's not just about remembering something in the past. It's also about remembering tomorrow that he lives in you.
Now I want you to notice one other thing that it says in here. So it says the same thing, in the same way he also took the cup after supper. By the way, they would drink four cups at the Passover meal. One before, two during, and one after supper. So this is at the end of the supper. He said, this cup is the new covenant. So the old covenant is the, the first three cups, and then this is the new covenant. Do this as often as you do this, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now listen, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This week in studying this, I suddenly noticed proclaim. You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So what does it mean to proclaim something? Shout it out. Exactly. That word actually means to, to announce loudly. So when we're doing this today, we are proclaiming together. We're not saying the cross of Jesus, the death of Jesus, but we are saying with our lives that we are followers of King Jesus. Ultimately, our allegiance belongs to the one who died for us to bring life to us. And so we have the right, as we do this together, to say and to speak life to each other, but also to remind each other that we are followers of Jesus. And, and, and when we do this, we are, we are literally telling, and it, it, it's not quite clear because earlier in a, the first part of the chapter it had been talking about the spiritual powers. We, we, um, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Perhaps it is, it is to each other, we know that. But perhaps, and it is to the, the powers of darkness. What is the, how many of you struggle with uh, guilt sometimes about things you've done in the past? Don't raise your hands. I do. Like I sometimes feel this, oh, why did I do that? Why, why did I live like that? Why did I follow that? Why did I embrace that? And, 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 and you feel the devil coming and, and, and putting these words in your ears or your head saying, ah, yeah, you're just a worthless nobody. Does that happen to any of us? Yeah, I think so. And when that happens, we need to point him back to something much bigger than ourselves. We need to point him back to this and say, I belong to the one who died for me. And when we do this today, we are proclaiming to the world we're proclaiming to each other, to the world, and to the powers of light and darkness that we belong to King Jesus. We're announcing it. Say, that's my allegiance. That's who I belong to. I was just so uh, taken with that idea that we remember who we are and we proclaim to the world around us who we are as we do this. So, we'll pray in a bit, but just again, the instructions are, each of you who are partaking, and and those of you who are followers of Jesus, who attend here regularly, are invited to participate this morning. But when you take your uh, uh, cup back, hold the, the main tab down and lift this to get the wafer, and then the other one comes up like that for the cup.
It's a beautiful table. Let's stand together. In the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took a piece of bread and he showed it to his followers and said, broke off pieces and passed them around and said, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup and said, passed it around and said, do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, today as we partake, as we commemorate, as we remember, and as we proclaim our allegiance, I pray that we would remember whose we are and what we are, who we belong to, and how that Jesus is our King. I pray for those who would want to be here but can't. I pray that as they uh, hear and see what we're doing, that it would move their hearts to think about their own allegiances. So today we remember the gift, the gift of your love, the gift of your presence, the gift of your death for us, and then the gift of your resurrection, how it gives us power over death today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I invite you to Probably come through the middle and file out. Start with the front, Urban's, Chris's. Uh, give each other some space. We'll still follow those guidelines. And uh, so Urban's and then Chris's. And just take one and we'll do it. We'll eat, drink together then. We look at this piece of bread, uh, this wafer. Brother Chris, do you want to just uh, give thanks to God for his death?
Take, eat in remembrance of Jesus. In the same manner, he took the cup, blessed it, and passed it around to his disciples. Brent, pray and thank God for his blood. Take together. Let's just pray together yet. And Lord, um, as we've partaken in communion, I pray that in the realms of darkness and light, that, that you would um, lead the charge against the kingdom of darkness that wants to bring condemnation and death to this world. We invite you to do that in our lives, to show us the way to lead us. And I pray that as we have partaken together in the bread and the cup, that, you're, uh, that it would strengthen us spiritually to give, to love, and to bring together. In Jesus' name, amen. Benson is going to bring a wastebasket, uh, and then we'll just uh, drop these in. It will make Almina's job a little easier. We can do that together. Then we'd just like to invite you, we're not going to wash feet, we're going to, although we're going to care for each other, uh, what we're going to do is um, split you into, you split into twos, men with other men, and women with other women, and just spend, uh, listen to each other, listen to each other's, uh, um, for a few minutes, and then pray together. So um, we're going to allow you the liberty to, thank you, allow you the liberty to decide who that is with. We'll make sure that everybody has somebody. And then just pray for each other. And then over the next uh, few months, really encourage you to pray for that person on a regular basis. Okay? Uh, I don't think we'll gather back together here. When you're done praying, you can consider yourselves dismissed. Um, thank you so much. It is a joy to be here with you and a joy to, to celebrate together.
special thanks to the worship team for setting